Thank you for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of the Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to the Issue Mic'd Up. The link is in our website, which can be found in the bio on our Instagram, which is the underscore Issue Podcast, and our Twitter, which is the Issue Podcast. New subscription episodes will come out every Friday. Guys, thank you again for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can beat for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Wednesday, December 29th, episode 117, last episode of 2021. It is The Issue. Luke and Tim, what's up guys? How we doing? I, I, uh, I can't believe it's going to be 2022. Like, imagine writing that on a, you know, when you're filling out, like, paperwork, whatever. It's like date. It's like yeah. sign and date. Well, I and mean, even like, dating the episodes is going to turn to 2022 instead of 2021 on the description. It's going to confuse me for a second. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's flown by. Thank you guys for all the support recently. Well, you know, for the whole year. While, while, while we're thanking, right? For the whole yeah. year. But uh, especially recently, we've had some pretty good success. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, speaking of things to roll out, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for the last couple episodes. Um, if you haven't seen on Instagram, we posted on Christmas Day, our very first giveaway is now active. It is active until um, January 4th it closes, and then we will announce a winner on January 5th. That is for a $50 Visa gift card, $15 DraftKing gift card, and a Gila mix, which... Tim and I both have. Uh, we love. We I think we had an ad for it, or, or we yeah, were going to record know, but, an ad. Uh, it's like it's like a nice shaker bottle. It's you don't have to have the little stupid ball in there that makes all the noise. Yeah. It's just like the way that the the bottle shaped. It like creates like some sort of vortex. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but it shakes it really well. You don't get any clumps in the protein. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So we have a pretty uh, big episode to get to you guys today uh all of our hits and misses like usual um and we're gonna obviously review the Steelers game and talk about how you know how poor they've been right um and then we have our top quarterbacks in the second segment and then in the third and final segment we got our top 14 teams going into what week 17 now so these are like these are these are the teams that are in the playoffs right on the bubble who we think when it's all said and done, those are going to be your playoff teams, and then we rank those teams 1 through 14, because obviously now 14 teams get in the playoff, as opposed to what used to be 6. Or, yeah. well, 12, so 6 from each conference, right? But um, um, So, what, hits and misses, yeah? Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Um, so, hits, Philadelphia. We had them ranked in our top 14, right? And even though that they were you know, a playoff team as of today, some people still had doubts, right? Hurts doesn't throw the football down the field. Who knows about Nick Sirianni? He's a rookie coach. You know, we'll see about the team going forward. But right now, they run the football. They're the number one running team in the league. We know that that travels into the playoffs. That travels into late to the late season, right? You're in December. You're in January. 
the run game travels. That That's always going to be, you're always going to be able to run the football. If you're a good running team, you can always run it. Um, now, I don't think they're very artistic. Uh, like I said, you don't know about Hurts. I can't rely on him to make big throws, like drive after drive. But he, he spins it well enough to complement the run game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to play him in the playoffs, right? Because if you have a star quarterback, they could just run the ball and keep your star quarterback watching the game, right? Right. So what, they're the seven seed. They'd get like the two. Imagine, I don't know who's the two, maybe the Rams right now, I think. Imagine the Matthews ever just watching the game. You know, like, if you can't get a stop, you can't get off the field, you you could have a star quarterback watching the game. I wouldn't want to play him. And, and it happens quite often. Uh, that's usually the strategy that a, a team that's more physical will use going into a you know a big playoff game against a, a star quarterback like a Tom Brady. Right, well, we saw we saw it with Buffalo last year when they played Indianapolis. They ran Jonathan Taylor. That was when Phillip Rivers was still the quarterback. They ran uh, they ran Jonathan Taylor uh, play action, complemented the run game really well with Phillip Rivers. They were moving the ball on Buffalo. It was a that was a scary game. Josh Allen watched a lot of that game. Another example to kind of speak to that on is Tennessee. When Tennessee made that playoff run, the kind of that dark horse team that ripped through everybody, what did they, what did they have? They had a very strong run game in Derrick Henry. They yeah. would just run it just up the middle every single time, break the defense down, and especially late in games, late in the season like that, yeah. you don't want to step up and tackle somebody 46 Derrick times. Henry in the cold? 46 uh, times? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's rough. Um, all right, let's go to the miss. Let's go with Kansas City. So, now, for long term, this is kind of a hit because we did say, you know, we had them number one in the division. I think that our, their record is probably going to be pretty close to what we predicted. We said that, they're you know, they're probably a one seed. But uh, about a month ago, two months ago, we were like, I don't even know if they're a top 10 team. I think the first list we had, they weren't even a top 10 NFL team. Well, we were wrong there. They're now back to the one seed. So, we kind of hit there, but also... Uh, kind of missed recently. I was like, eh, their offense isn't good. Their defense sucks. But now their defense is playing really, really good football. Mahomes is, you know, playing much, much better than he did early in the season. He's playing like a top five quarterback. Um, so, yeah, Casey. No, yeah, long run economics. We hit on that one. Right, right. Short term, eh. Um, how about let's go with another hit. Let's go with Indianapolis. Uh, we said that they would go into Arizona and win. Jonathan Taylor running the football, keeping it away. I said the the loss of J.J. Watt is much bigger than anyone wants to talk about in Arizona. They can't stop the run now. And Jonathan Taylor ran the ball for over 100 yards. Wentz made enough throws to win the game. He made that one really, really nice throw. If Carson Wentz can give me two to three really spectacular throws, because he has the talent, right? You just worry, you're like, oh, he's probably going to throw some picks. If he can give you those two to three really, really good throws a game and doesn't turn the ball over that much, that, that's exactly what you're looking for for Wentz. He played pretty well. All right, let's go to the Mets. Let's go to San Francisco. Ooh, I was really high on him. We had him all the way up to five in our last list. Um, they go on the road. Couldn't really move the football against Tennessee. Now, Tennessee has a good defense. Couldn't really move the ball, though. Jimmy Garoppolo looked very eh. They weren't running the football all that effectively, so... I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to go on the road. They're going to be a wild card, so you're going to have to go on the road. Yeah. I, that was a very winnable game for them at Tennessee, and they didn't. Uh, their secondary got exposed. A.J. Brown had like 11 catches for 160 yards and a touchdown or two, so they got exposed a little bit. I do think, you know, once they get a little bit healthier, right, they're going to be able to run the football. The, I still wouldn't want to play them. We were maybe a little bit too high on them last yeah. week. Yeah. All right, let's go with another miss. Double up on misses here. Let's go with Denver, kind of. I keep getting burned by Den- Denver. This is this is a very personal miss here. Yeah, you keep betting them, man, and it hasn't paid off. We'll get to that a little bit later. So it's just, oh my God. Drew Locke looked fine, I guess. Played a completely pedestrian football game, you know. Was averaging, averaging like six yards a throw. 
nothing crazy, wasn't taking a whole lot of shots. They just weren't productive enough. They lost to a team who, yeah, Derek Carr's a better quarterback, but at every other unit, every other unit, Denver is a much better football team. I would argue even at coaching, and I don't even like Vic Fangio. Um, and they, they somehow can never win a game. They worked for you earlier in the season, and I tried to jump on that train, and it, it, it's killed me. It's killed me. Um, yeah, I, I, I used to take them, and, and they hit for me. You know? Yeah, whatever. I don't whatever. know what's happening. Um, all right, our final hit is also going to uh, segue perfectly into a little rant that I have here. Um, so let's talk about Tua. Uh, I, I hit on Tua, and you might be thinking, well, you don't really like Tua, and well, they're like, well, they've won seven straight. And it's like, fair. But watching Tua primetime, you get to like kind of see exactly what he is. And I think you saw exactly what Tua is. I've always said he's fine. He's accurate. He's, he's not going to turn the ball over that much. He's good enough to win you a game, right? He can, he can kind of steer the ship. But, but then I, it got me thinking. I'm like, so this seven-game winning streak, he's played, I think, like four of them. He's been the quarterback in the majority of the football game for four of the games because it's kind of been – he was hurt a little bit at the beginning of the streak, right? So in the four games that he was like the feature in, right, he was 75% completion percentage, 236 yards, seven touchdowns, three picks. A 99 pass rating. You're like, oh, wow. That's really good for Tua. Those are the four games against bad teams. That's the Jets. I think the Jets twice, actually. Let me let me, let me me double check on that. That is... Sorry, sorry. I should have this already pulled up. That's the Jets twice, the Giants, and Carolina. Those are the four teams. So let's go. How about his three games against... Winning teams, we either one winning teams or two, a team we view that has like a really good defense, right? Like New Orleans. They have, a, they have a pretty good defense. In the three games against either good teams or good defenses, he's 62% completion percentage, all the way down from 75. 202 yards a game. Two touchdowns, three picks in those in those three games. And a 77 pass rating. That's exactly what two is. Against really, really good teams, against good defenses, right? So that's, that's Buffalo twice. Or, I'm sorry, that's New England once, Buffalo, Buffalo once, and New Orleans, because they have a good defense, so I put them in there. So, New England, Buffalo, New Orleans, right? Teams that you view, oh, well, two of them are going to be in the playoffs. New Orleans could if they had a competent quarterback. If Jameis is still playing, that's a playoff team. So, against three playoff caliber teams or defenses, he's completely average to below average. A pass rating of 77. Baker Mayfield is like 85, and I don't like him. Two touchdowns, three picks, and three games against winning teams. I don't know. I mean, so you could build around them, or you could just accept, you know, the fact that they're led by defense, they need a running game. Tua's not a top-10 quarterback. People are so high on Tua right now. That's fine. He's making okay throws. He's making okay throws. He had one drive of 86 yards. The rest of the half, they had 56 total yards. Like, they're, they're a limited offense with him at quarterback. I'm sorry. They're lim- they, they scored 20 points last night, and people are freaking out. They scored 20 points. The defense was the story of that game. They held, they held New Orleans with three points. At I, half, I, it was 10-3. to three. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little nervous for a second, and then I realized it's okay because I'm just amazing at picking wins and losses in the NFL. Yeah, whatever. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Whatever. So, you know, we'll move from one point of frustration, right? People 
jumping on a two-up bandwagon frustrates me because it's very statistically incorrect, right, if you actually look at the games. Um, also, the Steelers, uh, they, you know, they make me upset as well. Um, um, they get absolutely throttled in Kansas City, which I knew was going to happen, but I didn't expect, what, 30 to nothing at one point. I didn't, look good. I didn't expect that. I mean, It, it really didn't look good. Um, I mean, the story of the game was just how the Pittsburgh offense couldn't get going. I thought for a while that we were going to get shut out. So I, I didn't think we were going to put any boards on, uh, points on the board. I'll ask you right now, what is what do you think Pittsburgh does? What do they do well right now? What do they do well right now? Outside of a pass rush with T.J. Watt, nothing. Uh, like... So they don't run the football. No, they don't. Pass, they, they, they don't can't throw the really, football. They, they don't really throw the football that well, and, they, and when they do, they don't stretch it down the field all that much. Um, let's see how many sacks they had. Well, they only had two sacks. So right now, actually, the pass rush is pretty underwhelming, especially in this game. An underwhelming pass rush, right now, right for this for the talent that we have. That's an underwhelming pass rush. Mm-hmm. The secondary is is poor. The linebacking group is is very below average. Their offensive line is dreadful. Their receivers are, are, are not playing up to the, the talent that we view them as. Chase Claypool is a freak of nature, physically. He's not playing up to his talent. Deontay Johnson is fine if he when, when he catches the football. And when he doesn't fumble the football. And when he doesn't fumble the football when nobody's around him, right? Not even on a hit. He just drops the football. Um, what do they do well? What do they do well? In a league that's offensively coached you have a defensive coach well then your your defense is so, getting shredded and people are like what's well, kc everybody gets shredded if you want to be a top team in the afc you have to come to the realization that you have to not bleed out 36 points to kansas city you can sit here and say well it's kc well it's like that's the team you're gonna have to go through if you want to compete even a little bit in this conference so you know yeah, I get that it's KC, but oh, that's kind of what the measuring stick is in the AFC. So you either you either rise to the occasion or you don't, or they're going to beat you every time. I, I 100% agree. What do you think about um, Matt Canada? We can keep firing coordinators, but at the end of the day, do we not have the same problem with every coordinator? What does everybody tweet about on Sundays? Oh, a draw play on second and 10? Oh, well, that's been happening the past three coordinators anyway. Oh, a screen pass on third and 11? Well, did that not happen last year too? So I we consider and keep firing coordinators. Do you, do do you I think, think it's a lack of talent, lack of players to execute, no, I don't. or do you, or do you think I don't. it's a coordinator problem? I don't think it's a lack of talent, but it's I don't. I'm not sure it's a coordinator problem either because you're seeing the same problem year after year. So then, is it something from a head coaching standpoint? But he's a defensive coach, so it's like is he really is his is his footprint on the offense that much? I I don't know. I I really don't. Um, we can sit here and fire coordinators all we want, but. My issue is that it's the same exact problem, coordinator after coordinator after coordinator. Do I think McKenna's doing a good job? Clearly not, right? Right, clearly not. Statistically, they're they're, they're bottom ten in pretty much every offensive category. So, so yep. no, he's not doing a good job. No. But is it solely on him? I'm not sure. Because it seems to me like you have an organizational issue when it comes to offensive play calling. Maybe it's because you still have Ben and an outdated quarterback, right? Maybe. But it just look we can we can cycle through off in the corners year after year after year after year. We're on our like what fourth and five years, Th- third and four years, third and five years. So we can we can keep doing that. But it's like, is that really the answer? Is it really the answer? Because it's the same problem year after year after year. Everything it's always the same. 
It's always the same. The Steelers are like that celebrity that just keeps getting married and then divorced and remarried again, where it's like, they're not going to solve their own issues, but they're just going to go out and just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying with, you know, just, yeah. to, just to find themselves getting nowhere. Sounds about right. I, I don't know what your answer is, you know? I, I think, is there... I you think know. the Steelers have to look internally. The only thing they do well and the only thing piece of that team that I would keep right now is Najee and TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think those are your three guys. Um, pick pick your best offensive lineman this year. Keep him, build around him, and that's it. I agree with you. Take those. Four. You can keep a guy. Basically, like you can keep a, a top-level guy at every unit. So right now, theoretically, I'd keep probably probably Deontay Johnson, even though he fumbles the ball and drops the ball, it drives me nuts. I think he's more committed to the game than Chase Claypool is. I don't know what I'm getting from him on a weekend, you know, every on on a Sunday basis, right? You have no idea what you're getting from him. Deontay, you kind of get the same thing, right? You do have some lows with him that you don't really get with with Claypool, but I think he's overall a better receiver right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you could probably keep probably keep one of the like I said one of the offensive linemen I don't know I don't watch the offensive line all that close I know that they all suck but pick the best one build around him definitely keep Najee and then you can keep TJ Watt and Minka that that, that would work that would work I don't know yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I want them to go out and get some sort of splash talent you know what I mean like I I know Drew Locke's been underwhelming but he has a big boy arm like he can throw he can make every throw on the field does he do it consistently enough for my taste no but get something that is like oh it, I want to go watch that. You know what I mean? Like, get something that's, like, in your face, pop talent. Because right now you have the opposite, right? So what, are you going to go get another safe quarterback that can throw checkdowns and slants and stuff? You already have that. Like, go get something that you're like, oh, that's a dynamic quarterback. Now, is he consistent? Maybe not. Is he a little too mature? Maybe. But is it worth a shot? I think so. He sat under Teddy Bridgewater all year, and he seems like he's actually matured a little bit. So that's a step in the right direction. I said I'd rather have him than than Ben. I don't know. It's something to... Even Minshew, like, I don't think he's a spectacular talent, but he's like a gamer. He makes plays. He moves around a little bit. Ben moves not at all. And with a bad offensive line, you need somebody to move. You need an athlete back there. And I don't like Minshew, but Minshew's an athlete. Drew Locke's an athlete. Those are athletic guys that can move. They kind of game a little bit, right? Like a Brett Favre quality. Neither of them are Brett Favre. Like a Taylor Heineke almost. Yeah, and and here's here's the truth. Pittsburgh is going to have to go get somebody that's already in the league and that's a veteran. Like, we're going to have to trade or pick somebody up that's a free agent. We can't go draft the quarterback right now. Well, the quarterback class is not. It's it's pretty poor this year. It's poor, but that's not where our need is. Our need is so it's, – it's in the offensive line. The first two, three draft picks I this year draft, have to be O line. I bang, would draft bang, offensive bang. line the whole with the whole thing. I draft seven offensive linemen. If we have seven picks, I don't know how many like we've traded here and there, but if we have, I know I draft all six of our and picks. A, a six and a linebacker. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would argue your first two picks. One should be a linebacker. One should be an offensive lineman, and then the rest of them draft 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 offensive linemen. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, it's bleak in Pittsburgh. Um. Very bleak, right? The Pirates are really bad. Steelers are really bad. And Penguins are good this Penguins year. Penguins are okay. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're, so, not, they're not doing too bad. They've been they've been hit with injuries quite a bit, but they're not I too mean, bad. The NHL's been hit with COVID quite we, a bit. Yeah, they've been off for like a couple week or a week now or yeah. something like that. I don't know. That that's another thing that we could probably fit into a news segment. Maybe not this episode, but Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just interesting. the The highest vaccinated uh, league is, is it, it really? It's a hundred percent vaccination rate in the NHL, and mm. they've been hit the hardest with COVID. Mm. Um, 
So uh, what will the NHL do about that? We will probably talk about that on, on, on a show coming up, like yeah. I said. But that's about all we got for this segment. We will be back to review the games, talk our top quarterbacks, and then in the third segment, we got our top 14 teams coming up and our Thursday night prediction. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, Tim from The Issue. Just came to talk to you guys about a great opportunity with Phoenix, especially for around the holidays. They've got a little bit of everything for everybody on your list. You just want to be healthy? They have green supplements. They have super reds. They have fish oil. Anything that you might need to stay healthy and happy during the holiday season. If you got a gym rat on your list, go get some pre-workout, some intra-workout. Go get some post-workout basic whey protein powder. And whenever you check out, make sure you use the code TJ2021. Your 2021. TJ2021 for 15% off of your purchase. Alright, we are back. Second segment, the issue. Wednesday, last episode of 2021. Insane. 2022 is almost here, which is unfathomable to me, but um, weather report. It's fine. It's overcast. What is it, like 40s? Something like that. Um, it's been raining so much here in Western PA. It kind of sucks. Uh, I don't remember the last time we've had snow. It might have been last year. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty demoralizing. <laughs> is what it is, though. Didn't even get a white Christmas. It's fine, though. We got a rainy Christmas. Go cry. Um, now, let's get into the rest of the games, though, from Sunday. We kind of just, you know, breezed over the Steeler game a little bit. But uh, there were some other really good games. There were good football games all over the league this week. Starting on Thursday with the Titans uh, beating San Fran. I kind of talked about it a little bit, but that game was San Fran's game for the taking. And uh, the Titans kind of stole it, honestly. They, they didn't run the football that well. Tannehill stared down A.J. Brown, and, I mean, it worked. It worked. They went right at uh, Josh Norman. And, uh, yeah, they win. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go uh, ahead. let's get into uh, the splits for the week and where the predictions kind of went away from each other. Yep, go ahead, go ahead. Go it's ahead. a happy day. It's a good day here. Um, you may notice the music. I don't know how you couldn't. But yeah, don't worry, I hear it in my headset. After 16 weeks of the NFL season, I would like to announce to all the listeners of the issue that I have won the first ever predictions race. You did clinch, you clinched. It feels good, and you know what? I'm 9-6-1. There's two weeks left of the season, so it's mathematically impossible for you to win at this point. Yeah. And it feels yeah. good. It feels good. I like it. See, I will say, I've been screwed over more than anybody's ever gotten screwed over. I've been betting Denver. If Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get his head taken off against Cincinnati, this is a different discussion. And if the Saints, when I predicted that they would win... They were not starting the most overrated college quarterback of all time in Ian Book at the time when I predicted that. And I've been getting screwed over beyond belief here on this show. I want to, I want to throw that out there. But nonetheless, congratulations. You did win. Yeah. Fair and square. You it won. feels good. Um, you know, it, it, it's only good for the show, too. It's like, you know, when you, when you lose the lottery, it's like, ah, well, you know, the money went into the pot to help the overall public. You know what I mean? Right. Well, the, right. the money is now in the pot. The show is going to get better. Uh, we're going to have the option now for, for three microphones once we get the new mixer. It's going to be great. We're going to be able to have in-person guests. It's going to be, it's going to sound 
fantastic. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it is like playing the lottery. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a nice addition to the show, but nevertheless, great to get a win. Let's go over the rest of the games, though, from, from the Sunday. Right. Um, and then, so, we had a couple Saturday games. Cleveland goes, this was on Christmas Day, goes to Green Bay. Um, it was almost like Green Bay was trying to lose the game, right? It, it was like, who wanted to lose more? Because Baker gave the ball away four times, <laughs> and they were chewing off like almost nine a carry, and then they just stopped running the football. You're like, what are you doing, Stefanski? What are you doing? Um, but then you're like, Green Bay, like, what are you doing? You got a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Like, Devontae Adams is out there, and you only have 24 points. So it was like, who who doesn't want to win this game? Uh, the Packers ended up, you know, wanting to win, I guess, slightly more. Uh, they win 24-22. Kind of a boring game. It was, but, I mean, the main takeaway from that game was, was just a how messy game. bad Baker was. Mm-hmm. Four picks. Four. He can't get out of his own way. Yeah, no, all he would have to do is hand the ball off. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it was him or if it was the coaching staff elected to throw the ball more. It's like, why? You're like, ripping off, like, nine a carry. Yeah, like, like, did you notice every time you handed the ball to Nick Chubb, he would just, you know, get a first down they were ripping off 8.8 a carry and then they threw the ball 36 times why would you stop running you're running nine yards a carry and you're just like let's throw the ball throwing is obviously not working you already you had like three picks in the or two picks in the first quarter that was i i don't know if that's a coaching staff error but that is a that's like scary to see if you're the front office and you're looking like at the end you're you know, you're, at the end of the year, you're always looking to get better, and you're looking at your team, you know, how they did and everything like that. You're like, all right, what do we need to fix, right? You're a, G, you're a GM, you're an owner, whatever. And you look at your coach, and you go, nine a carry, two running backs that are really, really effective. Our offensive line is moving bodies. Let's throw the ball 36 times with a limited quarterback. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, that's something that's going to hurt in the exit interviews, right? Yeah. Um, all right, let's go with Indianapolis and Arizona. That's another team that was running the football really, really well. Indianapolis. Uh, Jonathan Taylor over 100 yards again, 108 yards. Like I said, Carson Wentz made enough throws. Was actually really, really good. 18 for 28, 225, two touchdowns, no picks, 113 QBR. thought that was the story of the game. All right, about L.A., uh, the Rams beats they beat Minnesota 30-23. to 23. Three picks from Stafford, and they still yeah. win. And they still win. Sonny Michelle, actually, over the last four weeks, has the most rushing yards of any runner in football over the last four weeks. He put on another 131 yards and a touchdown last week. He's a good back. Yeah. He's a good back. Yeah. It was very uncharacteristic of Stafford, though. Uh, played a little bit of sloppy football there. I mean, the three picks, I was just like, wow, kind of shocked me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to make of uh, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins doesn't even have a bad game. QBR 94, and they lose. Yeah. Like, you get three turnovers, and Kirk has a QBR 94, right? He's not a, not a great quarterback. So when he gives you a, above a 90 QBR performance, and you have three turnovers, and you don't win, it's like, what did How? we do wrong? How did like, you mess confused. that up? Yeah. What about Tampa Bay? Throttles Carolina, just like they should, just like we expected, 32-6. to six. Um, Philly beats the Giants. I don't know what the Giants are. Oof. They're retaining Joe Judge, but they need talent at every single unit. They lose 34 to 10. Um, Atlanta beats Detroit 20 to 16. That was actually one of the only bets I was right on, uh, saying that Detroit would cover. It was a weird bet, but it worked. <laughs> um, the Jets beat the Jags 26 21. I'll sum that game up. Uh, didn't watch it. Who like, who watched that game? If you did, I'm so sorry. Um, and go find some good football soon. Uh, Seattle is nearing the final days of Pete Carroll. Hopefully, they lose 25 to 24 against Chicago, and I believe Nick Foles was the quarterback. I'm sorry, at home, 
Nick Foles. Right, Nick Foles. At home, Russell Wilson, Jamal Adams, and you're going against Matt Nagy, who's going to be gone in three weeks, and Nick Foles, and you lose. Like, what are the Seahawks? I, I don't know. Both I mean, teams are now 5-10. and 10. They both suck anyway, so. We talked about it last week and, and how they've, you know, they have an identity crisis on their hands, so. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, Vegas beats the Broncos 17-13. Um, the Broncos didn't run the football. It was pretty simple, right? Um, they were pretty much putting it in Drew Locke's hands saying, hey, go win it. Um, they, they got absolutely crushed in time of possession. They only had 158 total yards. Like, it, it goes back to the offense shouldn't be this difficult. It's 2021, soon to be 2022. Um, I could go out there lefty and throw up 200 yards. Like, uh, offense has never been easier. Um, you had 158 total yards. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you have offensive talent, right? Good wide receiving core. O-line is above average. You have really, really good backs. Drew Locke, although I don't love him he is a really talented quarterback and boom 158 yards i mean come on it shouldn't be that hard (laughs) dallas beats washington 56 to 14 um absolutely murders them that was uh that's the most lopsided nfl football game i've ever seen 56 to it was 42 nothing at halftime i don't know if anyone that's synced into anyone yet 42 to nothing at halftime that's like an Alabama versus Iona score. <coughs> like yeah, that's like Bama and Southern Miss. Like is. that is not. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, that is not an NFL football score. They got absolutely trounced. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heineke's not the guy, but uh, they have talent deficiencies pretty much everywhere. I think Dallas also their offense has kind of been in a stalemate for the last like four weeks, and it's like ride bubbling and bubbling. They just bubbled over, right? Like it boiled over the stove, all over the stove, right? Building, 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 building. Finally, 56-point outpour. It's like, that's what you needed. Um, okay, I saved some like interesting games for, for last. Buffalo beats New England. I said this. Josh Allen might have put the fourth, the best quarterback performance of the entire NFL season and of recent memory for me. I think it's up there. It's this one and then that Mahomes Thursday night game against LA. Right, He didn't have the, the, the best game to start, but then three straight possessions two in the fourth quarter and one in overtime Mahomes touchdown 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 that was really impressive I think this is up there divisional game if you win you move into first place because you get the tiebreaker on the road against the best coach and the best defensive coach in NFL history and you put up 33 points punt zero times and dominate the football game dominate the football game 30 for 47 314 yards Three touchdowns, no picks, 104 QBR. Oh, and you were the leading rusher, 12 carries for 64 yards. Josh Allen put forth the best. That's the best quarterback film we've seen on tape this year. I don't care. Not debatable for me. Even above Joe Burrow this past week, who I'll get to, had a great week. That was He was doing things that he's 6'7", like 250. Takes a naked boot on fourth and one. To, he was So he was rolling to his left, right? Ball on the left side, sideline to his left. Made two guys at 6'7", 250, made two Patriot defenders miss, who both are smaller and more agile. Made them miss and smack into each other, gets the first down. I mean, you just, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? You, he rolls to his left and throws 60 yards down the field on the run. You, like, you, I don't, you can't what do you do? Anything what to... do you do? Exactly. Um, that was the best performance I've seen from a quarterback in recent memory. That was beautiful. Uh, I would say in the top five quarterback performances is Joe Burrow against the uh, the Ravens. Now, I know that they're secondary. The Ravens is torched. 
but to be fair, I mean, everybody's hurt now. So it's like, are we going to keep making that excuse? Like, I get it. You started a backup. I wasn't asking them to win, but to get torched for, what, 525 yards in the air? Yeah. Four I, touchdowns, I, I, no picks. I mean, these are still NFL players we're talking about. Right, right. Um, T. Higgins had a good game. Jamar Chase had a good game. Tyler Boyd had a good game. Joe Mixon had a I mean, everybody, everybody ate for the Bengals. Um, How many he, sacks did they absorb? Let's see. Did the Ravens get any sacks? No, the Ravens had three sacks. Okay, so but that, I mean, but still, the off the line's improving. That's fine. They are, and and the fact that they can hold up, only allow three sacks, and still block and create enough holes. I don't think the run run blocking has ever been the question for them. Their O line has kind of they've, they've been, been able to run the football. They've been able to fire out and create holes for Mixon to run through. Pass setting, pass blocking is where they've where mm-hmm. they've been a little deficient. Um, but on the flip side, to counter that. Joe Burrow has been extremely mobile and good at extending plays. We saw him do it a lot. He got on the run and made a lot of nice throws on the run in this game. He looked really good. You see him You see him in the uh, post-game press conference, yeah, too? Yeah, so, so Wink Martindale. Actually, before I get to that real quick. Also, back to your sack thing. Yeah, they let up three sacks, but also they, the Bengals dropped back. Like uh, Joe Burrow had 46 attempts, right? So... If you include the sacks, he dropped back forty nine times. And they only let up three sacks. You know, so that's not bad. But yeah, no. In the in the pregame, like during the week, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for um, for Baltimore, came out and said like, "We're not ready to give Joe Burrow a gold jacket yet." It's like I understand that. Like he's a second year player. But my point was exactly how Joe Burrow said. It. He goes, Joe Burrow goes. I don't think it was a necessary comment. Like, he, you know, like, you don't have to say that, right? He yeah. he was like, yeah, I agree with him. I'm a second-year guy. Who knows? But I didn't think it was necessary. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, why would you say that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you right? Yeah. Like, nobody's putting Joe Burrow in the Hall of Fame. But, like, why did you have to say it? Like, nobody, like, what's the point of it? You no, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then they asked him if he was thinking about that comment when he was throwing at the end of the game for 525 yards. And he goes, maybe. <laughs> So he's he's like he's a uh, he's arrogant he's confident but he's like it's not cocky right because he like backs it up every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him a lot. No, I like Joe Burrow a lot too. Uh, I think the last game I wanted to get to, and then the Monday night game, but uh, Houston beats the Chargers. You know what? NFL is crazy, man. Any given Sunday, uh, I, I I love Justin Herbert, but you have to admit he was outplayed by Davis Mills. Who's Davis Mills? Exactly the reaction you should have. I mean, Davis Mills had 131 QBR. Herbert had a 92 QBR. So it's like, at the end of the day, Davis Mills played pretty well. Herbert played, eh. They weren't able to run the football. I thought that was a big thing. Um, they were missing Eckler, Keenan Allen, a couple big guys. They were also, you know, and that's they were missing see. a lot of key guys. That's why, you, that's why you'll see reflected. Davis Mills is in our top five quarterbacks coming up later. <laughs> Davis Mills is actually a top three quarterback. I think he's going to be a star for years to come. I don't know. I mean, he's got three 300-plus oh uh, three oh. um, passing yard games this year. That All of the rookie quarterbacks only have four combined. So, you know, whatever. Maybe they got something in Davis Mills. I don't know. No. Um, all right, how about the Dolphins beat the Saints? Monday Night Football, I guess. I mean, when you start Ian Book, who is the most overrated um, player in Notre Dame history for sure and probably in college football history at least in the last 10 years um, he's not a good quarterback he is horrific Yeah. Um, I actually yeah. feel bad for Notre Dame because they had to 
let Phil Dracovic walk, and he is significantly better than Ian Book. Um, Phil right now could go in and uh, and probably have definitely done better than 12 for 20 for 135 yards, no touchdowns, two picks, and a 41 QBR. I'll tell you that right now. Ian Book sucks. Um, whatever. That's all I have to say. That's it. That's, yeah, that's that, it. That's our whole review. That's it. I'm so, I'm um, no, yeah. I mean, it feels good to win. That's a big weight lifted from my shoulders now. Um, I bet it feels nice. I bet it feels nice. It does. Maybe, maybe next year you'll be able to to, to bask in this glory. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, top ten quarterbacks. Yeah, let's go. So, like we do with every list, start with ten. Um, let's go with Joe Burrow at ten. Yeah, five hundred twenty-five yards. Um, what four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, I'd say that's mildly impressive, right? I mean, that's a good game. He put up some numbers. Yeah, he has the most turnovers uh, or interceptions, I believe, or he's at least top three in uh, interceptions, which isn't good, but he's wildly productive on the flip side. And in the games that they win, right, he doesn't turn the ball over. So that's kind of their formula, and uh, they've been winning a lot, so that's good. What about number nine, Dak Prescott? I thought he broke out of his slump a little bit. They were kind of in a slump there. They were putting up, like, 20 points and – 25, 20, like like underwhelming numbers, and their defense was scoring a touchdown to that. So the offense was barely getting over 20 points a lot of the weeks. Um, but then they go up, put up 56. Uh, that's that's a good week. Uh, that'll play. 100%. That'll play. And, uh, you know, Dak is a good leader. You know, he's got decent talent. He's decently athletic. So, yeah, he's top 10 guy. Um, Derek Carr at 8. Now, this is an unpopular opinion. But he's, what, third in yards? He's 10th in uh, QBR. He's top seven, I believe, in touchdowns. Or no, I'm sorry, top 12 in touchdowns. Which, you know, it's not bad. But being top three in yards. And he's the whole entire reason that this franchise is even mildly competitive. They're a winning football team right now. They're, they they have an 8-7 and seven record with that team. You lose your best receiver. Your head coach is gone. And both in horrific controversies. Or not even, just one tragedy, one a big story, right? In a room coach. Can't run the football. Offensive line's bad. Defense is horrendous. And you're 8-7. and seven, And it's all because of Derek Carr. Yeah. All right, about number 7, Matthew Stafford. Um, I don't like that he threw three picks, right? So that's why he moved down a little bit. Uh, let's see. What did we have Matt last time? We had him at 6 last time. I um, think that was about two weeks ago now. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the three picks, but they found a way to win. And uh, he... he, he <laughs> You can't deny his arm talent. Like he, at the end of the day, he was able to make enough throws. He was right, able to make enough plays right, to, to be able to win. Right, he's an accurate quarterback down the field. He's got a strong arm. He's a veteran quarterback. So, uh, yeah, he's a he's a top ten guy for sure. And he's used to things not going his way. Right, right, yeah. He he knows how to lose. Knows how to <laughs> throw picks. So you know he can bounce back. I guess that's a I mean, bonus. He played I in know. Detroit for years. He knows how to lose. Right, Detroit sucks. All right, about number six, Kyler Murray. Um, I. Yeah, he's been a little bit rocky the last, what, three to four weeks they've lost. But I will say he does things on the football field that no other quarterback can do. That's very true. And I'm not sure that uh, like a lot of the losses are on him. They're not running the football as effectively, and they can't stop the run. So he has been left watching the game a lot recently. Um, they've been out time of possession, I think, like three or four weeks in a row now. So I'm not sure it's all his fault. Could he play better? Yes, that's because he probably should be a top three guy talent-wise. But uh, he's not playing all that well, so we'll, we'll have him at six just because he still is a freak of nature. At about number five, Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, what's not to like? 4.0, you know, student, so he's a really, really smart guy. In so, biology, too. In biology, yeah, so he's a really, really smart guy. Oh, but then he has a cannon arm. He's, like, he's, he's a lot like Josh Allen. He just does things that you can't explain. 6'6", 250, runs around, rocket arm, 
super accurate, really, really good leader. Uh, what's not to like about Justin Herbert? Now, yeah, I don't like that he got outplayed by Davis Mills. He still is a second-year guy. He's going to make some mistakes. It's fine. you got to roll with the punches. He's still a top-five guy. Right, let's go with Patrick Mahomes at number four. Um, he's kind of just starting to get into gear, so I'm, I, I think he could quickly become two, three, maybe even one, right? Um, but he's still kind of kicking into gear now. You see the last two weeks he's been playing really, really good football. He's been improving a lot, yeah. Right, right. So... Um, plus, it's hard to keep him out of the top five of the of this list at any time, just given his ability to go off for five touchdowns at any given moment. So, yeah. yeah. All right, I have number three, Tom Brady. Um, missing a lot of guys. He goes, I don't know if it was at Carolina, but he goes and beats an NFL football team by 26 points, missing his top two receivers, um, his top running back, a guy in the offensive line. Uh, his, the, the defensive backfield is absolutely shredded with injuries. Uh, and then he goes and wins by 26. I don't care against who. It's in the NFL. If you go win against uh, by 26 against anybody, you're you're a pretty good NFL quarterback. Number two, Josh Allen. I said he put forth. That was the best film that I've seen uh, from an NFL quarterback this season. So how am I not going to have him at two? Um, he does things a lot like Herbert and Kyler that you just can't explain. I mean, 6'6", 270. Except I think he does more. I think he does more, too. He's better at improvising than Herbert. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Herbert is not not mechanical at all. Like he's very just sound. He throws better from a clean pocket. Yeah, he can get out and move a little bit, but I'm not sure he's as comfortable. Josh Allen, I swear to God, is better on the move. Like, he's better in, in chaos. Um, I mean, that's, that's a must-win game. He goes and wins it and dominates the football game. He's a physical specimen. He's number two here. And finally, number one, Aaron Rodgers. He's probably the MVP front runner right now for decent reason, right? Uh, that team is riddled with injuries, and he just keeps winning week after week after week after week. Um, the defense is kind of underwhelming uh, in the in their ability to stop the run. So he's been watching a lot of football games, but when he gets the ball, um, he's so efficient, so productive, makes throws. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league by far. I don't think it's – I think the gap is so large – when it comes to him and every other guy except maybe Brady. Um, so, yeah, we'll go with Aaron Rodgers at number one. So, to recap, 10 Joe Burrow, 9 Dak Prescott, 8 Derek Carr, 7 Matthew Stafford, 6 Kyler Murray. The bottom, I could kind of be argued out of any of that, right? You or, could, you or could at argue least me reposition into, them around a little right, bit. You could argue me into, like, Stafford at 6, Dak at 7, Burrow at 8, and then probably, what, Carr and Kyler the last two. You could argue me into that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then Herbert at five, Mahomes at four, Brady at three, Josh Allen at two, and Aaron Rodgers at number one as the top as the top NFL quarterback going into what week seventeen. Yep. Um, and then when we come back, we will give you our top fourteen NFL teams going into week seventeen. And there's actually not a Thursday night game this week, so we don't even have to. Nope, there's no prediction to give for Thursday. Oh, sweet. That's there we sad. Go. That's sad. It is sad. Um, so when we uh, get back, top fourteen NFL teams. Hey guys, it's Luke here from The Issue. Doing the podcast, we want equipment that works just as hard as we do. That's why we chose Rockville Audio when we thought to build the studio. We got our microphones, boomsticks, a mixer, headphones, audio cables, everything from rockvilleaudio.com. They have way more than that. They have stuff for your car, for boats, lighting, audio, everything you could possibly need. Find it at rockville.com. They are awesome. Go check it out. That is rockville.com.
And we are back. Third segment of the issue on a kind of cloudy Wednesday, December 29th, right before the end of the year here. Um, last episode of the year, huh? I know, last segment of the year. Last segment those, of the year. It's been a good one. It's been a great year. We started this in 2020. Um, you know, moved through 2020. It couldn't wait to get out of that year. This one kind of flew by without us even realizing it. I know we've been talking like starting the shows like the past three months. I'm like, I can't believe we're already halfway through October. And then yeah. I'm like, I can't nice. believe we're into November. And then we get to this show and it's okay we're heading into 2022 next year we got the last two weeks of the nfl season then we get to we get to cover the nfl playoffs again yeah and then then it's gonna be good kind of turns into some some baseball some hockey hopefully baseball they figure their stuff out yeah the whole lockout that we could be forced we we could be forced into another time without sports on the podcast no we'll just go (laughs) ahead we'll just go ahead and do a hockey because they they return what tonight i believe or maybe it was last night again so it's, Did I it. think, they might come back after the Let's new see. year. Let's it check. might be until after the new year now. Let's check Fox. Fox, NHL. No, 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 they have games today. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, they had games yesterday, too. Oh, no way. Yeah, so they started yesterday. They have Montreal and Tampa Bay, Vegas and L.A., Arizona and San Jose, which, by the way, was 8-7. to seven. What is that? Um... Yeah, no, there's games tonight. Pittsburgh plays. Oh, never mind. They got postponed. Yep. Nah, whatever. Um, Hopefully the Penguins make a playoff run so we have some some playoff hockey to talk about. It's always more fun to talk about when the Penguins are in it and we can kind of we get Tyler Bursick on the show. Right. Uh, like hockey and baseball are, are alike that like the the regular the regular seasons are just so rough to cover. Like, yeah. I mean, God, there's like nine games every night. It's like the hundred and some games. You're just like, oh, how many hockey? Like eighty two. It's like, it's like why? It's like eighty some games. Like why is it that long? It doesn't have to be. Starts so. in October, ends right. in like March. Brutal, brutal. Um, well, without further ado, let's go top fourteen NFL teams because it's still the most important league, and we're getting right into the actual part of the season that matters. The last two, three weeks, the the stretch coming down to it. Who gets playoff spots? Let's go top 14 teams. All right, start number 14. Let's go with Philadelphia. Um, I, I, I'm still pretty high on them, but at the end of the day, they still are limited to quarterback, inexperienced in the coaching staff, and I'm not sure I trust their defensive backfield. Um, I like their offensive line. I like their ability to run the football. Um, I like their defensive line as well. But there, there are some holes on the team. Now, I, I like their identity. I like that they run the football. They don't stray from it. They know what they're doing. Um, but at the end of the day, I think they're – more limited than any of the other playoff teams, so I'm at 14. Let's go Cincinnati at 13. Uh, I think lack of experience is what what hurts me, and the plethora of experience in the AFC. Right, so who, right now they're set to to meet the Patriots. I mean, do you do you actually like them going to Foxborough and beating Bill Belichick? No, I don't. Right, um, but they still are really really dynamic on offense. Their defense is improving. Zach Taylor appears to know you know pretty much what he's doing coaching. He's been a a really solid coach this year, so. Um, we'll have Cincinnati at 13 just because I think they have a tough road ahead, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to get through it all. Um, let's go with Tennessee at 12. This was close between Tennessee and uh, and Cincinnati here for, for 12 and 13, but we'll go Tennessee at 12. They get Derrick Henry back here in, I think, two weeks, or at least for the playoffs. Um, that completely transforms their team, and they've been finding ways to win without him. 
Uh, Tannehill actually played a pretty good game on Thursday Night Football. They weren't able to run the football, so he kind of had to take it into his hands, and they won the game. They won the game. He found A.J. Brown, who's a star receiver, and they play really, really good defense. Let's go with uh, Arizona at 11. What, they've lost four straight, three three or four straight? Uh Um, They just lost to Indy, then they they lost to Detroit, and I can't unsee that. Um, They can't stop the run. And Kyler, the offense just does not look all that dynamic right now. Um, I think once DeAndre Hopkins is is back and like 100% healthy, they're going to be better. Obviously, anyone would with D-Hop, but right now they are underwhelming major, and this is the second straight season that they've started out hot and fizzled late. And and J.J. Watt, I think, played more of a role in that team than I think anybody thought he did. Yeah, they can't stop the run since he's been out. No, I mean, especially against a Jonathan Taylor. I mean, come on now. Like, you know that that's what they're going to do. Um, I'm about to go with the Patriots at 10. I worry a little bit because Mac Jones, a lot like Tua, has a ceiling, right? He can win you games. He'll throw the ball pretty well. Has a ceiling, though. A very defined ceiling at that. Um, like I said, I, I... So you got him in top 10 for, for Bill yeah, Belichick? it's Bill Belichick and defense. That's it, I'm tipping the hat to them. Um, all right, now let's move to 9. This is going to be a surprise because right now... Oops, sorry. Um, right now... Miami's actually in the playoffs over LA, but I think the Chargers are a really, really good football team. I actually have them at nine. For a team that's technically not even in the playoffs right now, that's really, really high. I just like them. I, Herbert's a really good, really, really good quarterback. I know they lost to Houston, but let's be real. They're probably going to win the last two weeks. They're probably going to sneak into the playoffs. And right now, I think the Chiefs, they won't admit it, but that's the team they don't want to see. You know, I'm, I'm sure they don't want to, you know, every matchup in the playoffs is going to be tough. But the team that's given them the most trouble this year has been the Chargers and Justin Herbert. I think that's a team that they don't want to play. Yeah. And you could look up, and that could be a first-round or second-round matchup, and the Chiefs lose. It, it's very, very possible to the Chargers. I still like them. They're at 9. Let's go San Fran at 8. Um, at the end of the day, I know Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt, but I don't think that's a factor. They're not a quarterback-dependent team. A lot like the Ravens. Like I, I did that uh, segment ooh, maybe last week, two weeks ago, how they're not a quarterback-dependent football team. I think San Fran's the same way. They're going to run the football. They're going to get after your quarterback. That's their identity. They're going to stick to it, whether Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo is at the helm. And Garoppolo didn't really play all that well anyway, so I I think San Fran's a really good team. Yeah, they lost. That's fine. Tennessee's also a really good team. Um, I have them above Tennessee just because they've been more consistent over the last month and a half, right? Um, So we'll have them at eight here. Indianapolis at 7, uh, going on the road at Arizona and winning. Now, I don't know what their quarterback situation is going forward because Carson Wentz is out for this this coming week um, with some sort of COVID protocol issue. But, again, can run the football, play really good defense. I trust their coach in big spots. Um, nobody wants to talk about it, but they're a top 10 defense. Uh, they, get, they take the ball away, and Carson Wentz actually doesn't turn the ball over all that much. Um, a good stat to know if, a, if it's a good team or not is the turnover differential. Um, and they have, a, they have a pretty good one. Let's go to Indianapolis at 7. All right, Buffalo at 6. I um, mean, you were kind of pitching around. Do they go higher? Are they a 5? I'm not sure they're 5 because they can't run the football, but I don't think they're 10 because they're better than the teams below them. So we kind of settled on 6 just because, like I said, they can't run the football, so they are Josh Allen reliant. But they still have a top 10 defense statistically. Josh Allen's really good. I like their offensive coordinator. I like their coach. I mean, they have really good weapons. I, they go on the road at New England and dominate that football game. That's a good win. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Buffalo, but I'm 
hesitant to put them higher just because they can't run the ball. Right? I, they can't run the I ball. I think they're just on a hot streak right now, too, where they got that momentum. And I think they, honestly, I think they could beat a lot of teams right now that are better than them just because the morale is so high and just because they're on such a streak. Everybody's clicking. And, and Josh Allen is playing some of the best football that I've ever seen a quarterback play. Not Josh Allen play, but a quarterback, quarterback. play. No, I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that definitely, I think he makes his case to, to pull his team up to six. He's one of those guys that we would have in the game changers category right now. Right. Where he doesn't need his team. No. Like, well, he... He was their, obviously their leading passer, but he was also their leading rusher as well. Exactly. Like he was everything. He can do it when when the situation is horrendous. Even when, when it's defended perfectly, he can make a play. Yeah. So six. Let's go to number five with the Cowboys. This team you've been pretty high on all season. I like Dak. I think he is a little bit limited. That um, he needs a really good running game and needs a good defense. Good news is that they have both of them, and they do have playmakers on the outside. They're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, they just trounced Washington. We'll go Cowboys at five. How about the Bucks at four? Um, Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, that's kind of all I gotta say. Experienced coaching staff. Tom Brady still a good offensive line. Um, that usually will get you a lot of wins and maybe even a playoff win or two. At the end of the day, are you gonna bet against Brady in the playoffs and most likely at home? Probably not. No. Um, how about let's go with the Packers at three? We had him at one. Let's go with three because that was a really really tough win. The last like five, you're like. They were like very easily could have lost those games, right? There, there's no way they should have been within two points of a Cleveland team that gave them the ball four times. I'm sorry, like Baker throws four picks and you only win by two. That just is not okay. Um, they're really, really hurt and it doesn't seem like anyone's getting healthy. It's like Jair Alexander's been out for like, what, 10 weeks? David Bakhtiari has yet to play this year. And we're just assuming he's going to step in and be the same all pro guy. It's like he's missed 15 games. So I don't. It's going to take a little bit of warming right, up to do yeah. Right. Um, I always go with the Rams at two. I think this is one of the better wins of the year, and it's weird because Stafford threw his three picks, and that's considered a good win, and it is because he threw three picks, and you still won the football game, right? I think it was on the road at Minnesota, Stafford throws three picks, and you win by a touchdown. That's impressive. a good win. That's impressive. That's a good win. Sonny Michelle is the most rushing yards in the league over the last four weeks. He can run the football at 131, I believe, this past week. That's a good team. They could beat you multiple ways, and a lot of good teams can. But the Chiefs are just better. The Chiefs, right now, they're back to the number one team in the league. Um, what, they put up 36 against Pittsburgh? Pretty good defense you put up 36 against. <laughs> I mean, that's defenses. Now, they haven't been – they weren't as good as they are last year, but that's still a talented defense. You put up 36 and make it look easy. Oh, but then their defense is pretty good as well. They've been a top-five defense over the last two months of the season. So, top-five in offense – Top five in defense of the last month. That's a good football team. They're well-rounded right now, which is not really what you've been able to say from the Chiefs. They've been mostly offensive-dependent, but they're not right now. And I mean, Chiefs at one. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid in December. I mean. Can't beat them. Can't beat them. They're phenomenal. They're, they're one of the power the power duos in the league right now. Uh, um, I, I, the power duo in the league right now. <laughs> I agree. Um so, no, yeah, uh, running back through it at 14, we got Philly, 13, Cincinnati, 12, Tennessee, 11, Arizona, 10, New England, 9, the L.A. Chargers, 8, San Fran. No, wait, L.A. Chargers at 9. Yeah, that's what I just said. At 9, the L.A. Chargers. Oh, and then oh, at oh, 8, oh, oh, sorry. San Fran, 7, Indianapolis, 6, Buffalo, 5, the Cowboys, 4, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 3, 
the Packers, two Rams, and to round it all off in first place, the powerhouse of the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. There it is, top 14 NFL teams. Now I know might don't have Miami in here because I don't think Miami, I don't trust Tua, I don't trust their quarterback. Um, I think LA ends up edging them uh, out to get into the playoffs, and uh, I think they're a top 10 team. No, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And that just about does it for 20 21 yeah it, it was a great year um guys go check out the instagram we still got the the promotion and, and the giveaway running on there so go like follow and tag a friend um to to enter and then we will pick a winner after the fourth when it closes announce it on the fifth um so guys thank you so much for listening it's been a great 2021 glad you could make the trip with us and we'll see you in 2022